0: Welcome to the Strategy Mob Podcast. Tune in for everything you need to know to stay in the know regarding the automotive industry.
1: Here's your host, Jason Harris. Hey, 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 what's going on, Podcast Nation? It is Jason Harris here, and thank you for joining me on another episode of Strategy Mob. Today, I have two very special guests just from the other side of the border. Wish I can come see you guys, but hopefully we'll do that, son. I have the one and only Mr. Lou Ramirez and the oh so famous Frederick Lenartz. Guys, Hello. hello. what's going on?
2: Man, <laughs> what's going living on? Living the dream. Happy to be here, Jason. Happy to be here.
1: Hey, Happy thanks for taking the time up. to jam with me. I know we're going to have tons of fun. Look, we're all car guys. We've been in this business for a long time. So, you know, we'll, We'll try to keep the four-letter words and the three-letter acronyms down to somewhat of a minimum. No, we won't. I can't even even say it with a straight face. I'm like, that's not going to (laughs) happen. No doubt, no doubt. doubt. But hey, guys, uh, before we uh, kick off this podcast, I thought it'd be kind of fun to uh, start out with some origin stories. So for everyone out there uh, that don't know kind of how you guys got started, I thought this would be a fun way to do it. So, Lou, I'll start with you. How did you get started in this crazy little world we call the automotive industry?
0: Great question. We actually um, have to take it back to when I was in the military and I was processing out and I was trying to actually get completely cleared from the Army. And I ran into who was the president of the board when I got uh, promoted to sergeant and one soldier of the year board and was also my commandant inside of a leadership school or PLDC. And he, he's from Brooklyn and he, he reminded me of my stepfather a lot. And we just ran into each other and I'm carrying my big uh, folder full of clearing papers. And he said, well, what are you getting ready to do? And I said, well, I'm waiting for the post office to call me. I'm going to stay here in Kentucky and build my family and go from there. And he said, well, Ramirez, I hate to see you get out. And if this is definitely where you're going, I see you got your clearing papers. You need to go uh, talk to my daughter or go talk to them at the dealership that my daughter is working at. And I said, okay, Sergeant Major, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. You know, have a good life. Have a good life. Went on. And then about a week later, I saw an ad that said, hey, make you know dollars to $100,000 a year. Just go talk to this guy and this guy and uh, you know, rock it out. I said, hey, that was the same dealership that Sergeant Major Desario told me to go check out. So I went over, interviewed, and boom, there I was in the car business and not too much later, I developed the whole um, idea behind the car guy and started just doing marketing. Teamed up with my my brother right here, and I mean, we've just <laughs> been having fun in this business ever since. I mean, it was it was a quick transition out of nowhere. It wasn't on my radar at all, as it hasn't been for I think many many people until they answered that
1: no you're percent yeah. right I think most people just kind of like trip or tumble or fall their way or, or in my case got conned um, <laughs> I did I had a I had a roommate at the time they're like hey hey you, Jay you like selling shit right I'm like Eh, yeah sure yeah. i like selling stuff like hey we want to sell cars you like cars i said, I love cars yeah all right i'll try that out little did i know the guy got paid a 500 hundred dollar check if i stayed for 90 days um <laughs> so it was like yeah it had nothing to do with that <laughs> he knew i was a good uh, salesman or if I loved cars it was just like there's uh, somebody with a pulse and he's in my facility so why don't you come work in my dealership i get paid 500 bucks but um <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey Lou for yourself or sorry Frederick for yourself um how how did you get started in the car business
2: you know very similar in a sense um i was prior military for i was in the air force for 4 years i got i got out and um I was going to school. I was kind of in a transition phase, didn't really know what I wanted to do. So I was kind of go, kind of going to college, kind of working, you know, enjoying life, going out every night, having fun. Well, one night I'm at a friend's house. Um, I, I should say I was with a friend at someone's house and I was at this house. It was a nice place. Everything was, you know, good decoration for a single dude. He had, you know, he had a lot of nice stuff in there and uh, his name was Clint Riggs and he's somebody that's still traveling. He's somebody that's, we both have been mm-hmm. Underneath, he's been our manager at one point, but Clinton Riggs, I was sitting there and I'm talking to this guy and I'm starting to, you know, get to know who this person is and who owns this place. I was like, man, you got a nice place here. You know, what do you do for a living? He's like, "Oh, dog, you know what I'm saying? I'm, (laughs) this is how he talks, still does. Nah, dog, you know what I'm saying? This is like, it's straight out of, uh, man, I sell cars. You know, I've been, I'm a finance manager of this thing. I was like, well, how much money can you make doing that? He goes, man, I make six figures. I was like, wow. I was like, where'd you go to school for this? He goes, I didn't even graduate high school, homie. I'm like, what? I'm (laughs) like, so how do I get this job? (laughs) So at the time, I wasn't super motivated for like a full-time, full-time job. So I was like, but it always was in the back of my head. was like, man, if this guy can do it, there's no doubt I can do it. So as time went by, I, you know, that's when I met my wife. um, She was my girlfriend at the time. And, you know, we started dating and then, you know, things got serious and I was like, okay, I need to do something besides... Just do what I'm doing, floating through life. So I I went and I applied at the same store he's talking about. I saw the same ad. And this was about a year before Lou. right around a year before Lou came in. And I went in, put on my best suit, best tie, walked inside there and got hired same day. And then, you know... So it's it's been history ever since I've loved it. It was a Mitsubishi Hyundai store. Is actually it was we, a Mitsubishi Hyundai Zuzu was Mitsubishi, in that model. say hello, thank you for calling. Yeah, we had all, we had those Hyundai three brands Zulu. sitting right there, <laughs> in that one thing. So that's where we started off was a was a Mitsubishi Hyundai Zuzu store, and uh, and so it, it's it's been fun. Lou came in a year later, you know, and like he said exactly, he came in and man, he he shook the floor up. You know, I I came in, I shook it up. He came in and he really shook it up. I was like, okay. I had I got I had the opportunity to train Lou. You know, I was his uh floor manager at the time. Even just a year in, but he but he came out and just was so impressive that it made me have to step up my game. Which which in turn we became really close because of it. You know, I was like we became real good friends, we like family. You know, our our, our kids hung out with each other, so on and so forth and so it has been history ever since, almost twenty years now. Yeah, like became battle we were... buddies from there. Battle buddies, splitting, splitting all our deals, working each other's customers. <laughs> splitting, Marking
1: splitting all your deals. Left. No, that's that's like oh, a that's, that's, a, a, that's that. a real tight relationship there. I do remember. I not all, all of our deals. No, no, not of all, all of everybody. them. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Not all of them. <laughs> not,
0: all. not all of them. But it's so, like you know, if somebody like, came for me, they knew Fred's gonna handle them. Yeah, so there was no one else working my deal unless give it to separate. Well, you know what,
1: I I think that's the way it's supposed to be, guys. like it really is you know i mean look i've had the opportunity to visit thousands of dealerships you know both in the united states and in canada and across and abroad and um i tell you that that tight that that commodity that 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 that, 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 uh, best friend kind of you know team you know team effort man that that's what makes a big difference and you can see it and you know what, you can feel it when you walk to the door You know, it's like, it's like, it doesn't matter, you know, there's not a fight of who's ups, who, I mean, guys, I, I legitimately remember a fist fight breaking out at my (laughs) first dealership. And dude, it was like, I swear it was like the first month I was there. I was like. Whoa. What the hell kind of business did I get myself into? Like, <laughs> these guys got into it. I remember that it was like a the guy just sold a Silverado, and the other it was supposed to be the other guy's customer or something like that. And they straight up went out in the back, got into a fist fight over the damn commission. And like, so I mean, it's cool that you guys had each other like that. You guys were able to watch each other's backs, and oh, you know, yeah. and both kind of help and
2: support each other. And other's we still careers. competed. I wanted to beat him every us, yeah. month. You know, he got he he would make he'd have a twenty deep. grand month, and I'm like, I want to do twenty one. I'm gonna beat <laughs> you, bro. Let's keep going. But that's what. But it was never like hate. Now you're right. On the floor, it was dog eat dog. That's that's why it was good to battle to team up right. with somebody because when you had somebody that had your back, just like you had theirs, and truly did like it wasn't just talk you actually had each other's back. Like, hey man, when you're not here, I'm gonna make sure you're, no one's gonna mess with your deals or, or you, no one's gonna get a half deal because you they come in and they needed help with something. You know, We're gonna make sure you're taken care of. And that's what we did for each other. And, and, and you we,
0: trusted their ability because yeah. sometimes
2: you can have a lopsided partnership where it's like, I really rather you not have my customer. Yeah, you teamed it, up with I the guy close, who can't close you know know a book, mean? you know what I mean? And so
0: <laughs> you're like, oh, okay. But every time you add something, that's done. I'm going to get over here. You know, if I had his customer, he knows that oh, that's done. That's going to get closed. So yeah. it was, it was a very great. And that had closed. to be
1: like incredibly beneficial for the customer. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, I, yeah. I, I, this, uh, this dog eat dog, you know, kind of floor that has been, well, pretty much the way we've run dealerships for, you know, from the last 60, 70 years, you know, yeah. I, I just. I think a lot of dealerships are opening their eyes to realize that that is probably not the best way to do it. And, and you know what? The funny thing is, the person that actually ends up getting hurt is the dealership and the customer. That's right. And and because here's one here's the thing that I I've realized through all my traveling, is um, happy employees make happy customers. Mm. Oh, all right. You know what I mean? So true, Jason. Like, so true. If it's straight up eat dog all the time, like I'm telling you, those people aren't overly happy. <laughs> like because they're constantly having to watch out for numero uno you know it's like me it's like what what do i get out of this deal not what i what can i not what can i give to the customer in the form of yeah. an experience it's like what can i what can i get and i, I think that's good we're, we're getting right into today's topic and i kind of want to get both of you guys' thoughts and opinions on this and you know right now with the pandemic you know and and with you know people with dealerships having to maybe redesign you know some of their operations you know we have this i call this snowball of change i mean look guys we, we as an industry we changed more in the last three months than we probably have in the last 30 years combined as far as being more customer centric instead of saying like, no, there's only one way to buy a car for me. This is the only way you have to come into my dealership and you have to follow my 12 steps. You know, Now we're like, oh, okay, well, you know what? People can't come into the dealership. So we're going to have to develop out different ways for for the customer to engage with us. And I think that's beginning to trickle down. I want to keep the snowball of change going. And I think one of the biggest changes that we need to make in our dealership is the way we pay our team, and I'd love to kind of get you guys' thoughts on that. So, um, Frederick, I'll start with you, and then Lou, I'll kind of ask you the same question. You know, kind of, what's your kind of thoughts and opinions and feelings on the um, commission or typical, you know, sales, uh, sales payroll or sales? Um, um, what the hell am I trying to say?
0: On oh, no, a pay plan? Pay plan. plan. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna make another
1: that know? real quick. <laughs> 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 pay plan. Jeez. Boom. All right. I need, well, ne- I j- need another j- cup of coffee. Go ahead. <laughs>
2: j- j- I do too, Jason. I'm, <laughs> we're we're still make brewing make right noise. now. It's over it up. But you're, you're right. You know, it's it's so different. Like I think that when it comes to pay plans, it really comes down to what your product is. Um, when you're a a new franchise store. And a franchise store these days, they compete. If you're, let's, let's just bring Chevy up, Chevrolet, if you're a Chevy store within a hundred mile radius, there might be three or four other stores. So you're competing pretty deep and you're always constantly like, Hey, this guy's going to hit this, you know, this customer's calling in this, this dealership's promised me invoice minus this, this, this. So it's hard as a salesperson to make a commission on a new car. So when you're, you know, so that is when I think that when it comes into having a slightly different pay plan for new car, uh, salespeople, it can really benefit you when it comes to like maybe like a a stair step up to where like so many units you end up getting bonuses or whatnot. That can really help really well. Now, Lou and I, we are currently, we've been for the last seven years, been at a strictly just pre-owned store. And our pre-owned store, I think that it would do, it's a little bit on the opposite end. We don't, when it comes to the uh, commission side, if we paid them flats, I think I have, I would have my big guys leave because they prefer to make the so. I think it really comes down to the store. Now, when you're talking about the way the world is trending right now, I think that, yes, I think that the way pay plans I've seen out there change around, um, people are getting more salaries, they're getting bonuses, they're doing, um, they're, and I've seen where hours are getting less, like they're starting to shift it up. And Lou and I, we've actually talked about and and strategized on this next generation of people coming into the business. We need to be prepared for that because, it's, right now, it's like 30% of this next generation is working in this business. Within the next seven to 10 years, you're talking 70 to 80% of this generation is going to be in the business. And they're going to be in a lot of major positions in this business. So these people, from what I understand, you know, I'm not in a generation. They like to work 30 hours a week to maybe 40 at the very most. Now, that doesn't sound like a car guy. You know, and that's not at least not the one it's that really we're used to, right? What we know. That's but, not the
1: bell to bell
2: that we're used to, right? Right, right. right. But you, they're but these people they're so effective with those hours that that's what they want to do, and they and they want to have that time off. They want to be able to hang out with their friends, you know, go throw axes at the X bar, you know, whatever they want to do. They want to have fun and they want to go on vacations. They want to do these things. So if we can find a way to maybe like Lou had a great idea, and I think this is an amazing idea was to and and, I, and a lot of people from our school, the old school. Flooding a a showroom with a ton of salespeople can be scary because a lot of salespeople start getting frustrated, like, man, I don't have enough myself. But with this new generation, you can do like half shift, half shift. So you can really bring in, let's say you have an average 10 people on your floor. Now you can put 15 to 20 people on your floor, splitting up shifts because people want to work less hours. And then you pay them salary, you pay them bonuses for hitting so many units, give them incentive for working a little bit more, but they don't, but they can make their minimum and they're happy with that. And it depends so, on what their function
0: is. You yeah, know, that's true. It depends true. on if they're, they're waiting for people to show up um, because the BDC is setting appointments for them or if they're physically present being the BDC themselves, being the ones that are generating. But I'll, I'll let you keep going and I'll, I'll break down. No, no,
2: and, I, and I, that's a great point. I'm glad you said something about that, Lou, is that, you know, there is dealers. A, a majority of dealers now are going to BDCs. They're using them and they're great. You know, BDCs are very strong. Um, I've heard people talk about you got to have a BDC because they're a left brain and then you got to have your sales force because they're right brain. But we, Lou and I, just so you guys know out there, when we train our salespeople, we teach them to be their own BDC. We teach them how to get strong on the phones. Because today's world, you got to be good on social media. You have to be strong on the phones. You know, lot ups are becoming less and less, especially with this whole COVID thing. You're not going to see them as much. Even if they do, they're riding through and they're like, like, hey, you know, I don't want to, you know, and it. You know, because, you know, we've been going through a title, you know, a wave of this, you know, it's been dropping and then the numbers go back up. So things are changing. States are opening then reclosing and then going back a phase or whatever. So you have to go with the times. And I'm going to tell you, it's these, these things, the dealers that are doing this now, they're making these adjustments for all this type of stuff. They're, they're doing really well. And and I think that they're going to be doing even better as it opens up. A lot of people are like, well, it's going to go back to normal. no. It's well, we go, don't want it's it to gonna... go
1: back to normal for sure, right? <laughs> it's like, always going to different. Yeah, like we 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 need we need that 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 snowball of change continue to to move through our industry. I mean, um, Frederick, for yourself, I mean, how how do you feel? I mean, you know, I mean, we started in this business. It was it was bell to bell. All right, oh, there was no guarantees. I had no guarantee. Oh, none. Like there was none. All right, it was it was just you you took home what you killed. That was it. Like, it was, that's like, it you're right Jason like, I, mean, I, I can't tell you I mean I, some days I'd show up there for a 10 hour day not sell a damn car I wouldn't make yeah. a penny you yeah. know so, um, so Lou what, what, do you, what do you think about this man should we continue to do this or should we change this bad boy
0: well I think that it depends on how it is that you, you're setting yourself up uh, to succeed with your dealership What what is it that you're actually trying to to get out of each person that's right. working for you The it, the, the biggest function of the salesperson, the car buying coach, the the consultant, whatever title it is that they have. They're the actual producer in most cases. They're the they are the actual revenue point inside of the dealership. And I'm I'm big on the philosophy of building relationship over revenue because mm-hmm. your your revenue is going to come based off of your relationships. And and anytime that you're hiring somebody, you want to make sure that they do feel like they're coming to a good place. You want to make sure that they're coming um, into an environment where they they can grow, and me also understanding that there were a lot of stigmas and there were a lot of things that I did not like about the car business, but I liked the money, <laughs> the money. You know, is know great. what I mean? There was a lot of things that caused <laughs> tension in the home, but my wife did like buying whatever she wanted. Right? <laughs> it, it it was uh, it, it is a lot inside of a, a weight and balance. But as you grow and you get into leadership positions and you, you get the chance to actually have a say and create a floor, hire and fire and train up people, you start to notice, hey, these are the things that are motivating your soldiers. You know, In, in the military, you always have to know your soldiers, know what motivates them. Uh, about three years ago, we really focused in on putting out there that we are the best place to work. We actually are the only dealership in the state of Kentucky that have three years in a row won the be, one of the best place to work uh, stamps. So we have that and our customers know that. And inside of that understanding, it created a big flood of people wanting to apply, wanting to, to work with us, which was great, which is exactly what we wanted, right? As far as uh, car guys and car gals all throughout the land, they're, they're in such a revolving door culture. And that's something that I, I wanted to break. We were proud yes. to have the same team in place for, I mean, years of the management team for our dealer group uh, between Freddy's store and my store. It's been the same team for the past seven years. And mm-hmm. that is an anomaly, right? We, we have a great system uh, to keep our our morale in the right place. But when hiring people, we started to notice that, well, some of the people that are making the transition from whatever they're doing they, they're working 35 to 40 hours. They're, they may be making between 2500 to 3500 a month. We're not, we're not getting professionals that are already great at a craft. We're getting people that are moldable, that are enthusiastic and ready to win, just like I was, just like Fred was, right? And what we noticed was that telling them, hey, you can make $100,000 when they didn't know what it was like uh, to make forty, dollars <laughs> it, it started to become a reality that they didn't get. They, oh yeah, that sounds awesome. Now a few people would be hitting those numbers, but we started to start to see where to adjust the motivation. So I had a, a guy on my floor, his, his name was Chris, and he was a, a 14 to 16 car a month guy. We'll just call him 15, right? He was a 15 car a month guy. And the discussion was how much time it's taking from him. Okay, great, Chris. Well, let's let's talk about this. You get to 20 cars. I guarantee you, you're at least getting this one weekend off a month. I'll let you plan more vacations. Get me get to 20 cars. Well, that unlocked something inside of him. Once giving him a few more tools, a little bit more training and stuff like that, where he jumped up to a 30 car a month guy. Taking his time off, had more time off than anybody to where he began being the person that was able to take a vacation and still outsell the floor while he wasn't present, which was a fantastic trend to have and you know, it annoys the guys on the floor, <laughs> but it also gets them to understand I got to put in the work. Yeah, I got to do this. Yes. So what we started to do was we started to bring people in on the interview side and say, Hey, what, what are you making now? What do you need to make? I would usually up that for a 90 day period because I believe that in 90 days I can take any somebody from mowing grass to being a pro. At doing this if they just listen right they don't try to get through their one and a half month of now they know everything right they've had a little success made more money than they've ever made in their life and now they can do no. just keep listening do what it is you're told take this training again and again and again and we started to make them an offer for what what it was that they wanted to make plus a little bit more for the first three months now as soon as they noticed that they were getting paid more profit share or commission uh, than what they were their guarantee was they wanted to make the switch and we said now once you make that turn it's over from there
2: that's it but also
0: inside of those 90 days we knew whether or not we had somebody we wanted to keep and that could do it so we did have goals quotas so so on and so forth that they had to reach Uh, but we put them at ease at knowing you're going to have money coming in you're going to be able to take care of your one kid or pay your apartment pay your car payment all those other things give them a guarantee for a little bit, show them what commission looks like, say, hey, this is what you actually made. You want to make the switch? Make that switch and then see them take off from there. And now we have guys that are that are doing great. But I, I am firm believer that profit sharing is key and where the, the biggest uh, problem that I saw in the new car dealerships that, that we would be a part of, and I ran a new Nissan store, is that there isn't sometimes the profit share
1: of the big bulk uh, of money. You don't have you don't have control over right. the profit. That's the thing. I mean, that's why, that's what right. I love. It. That's what I love about some of these pay plans. It's like you know we're gonna pay you on the profitability, but oh hey, by the way, you have no control over that. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, look, we're ne- selling them at invoice. Neither does the manager. You know, doing. neither does the salesperson. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, I'm confident that with the people that you bring in, that you are going to spend the time to develop them and coach them and turn them into the salespeople that they should be. Um, Unfortunately, guys, let's call it for what it is. Most dealerships don't do that. All right. What they do is instead of instead of developing and coaching, they just modify their pay plan just a little bit more. You know, it's like they, they have a goal and objective. Well, we, we need to sell more of this. Okay, well, let's just change our pay plan. So, you know, for the guys to make any more money or the women to make any more money, they have to do ABC, you know? So I think what it is, is, is we have to first define what our goals are, you know, yes. and then work backwards to create the pay plan that's going to help us support the goals. And in the past, the goal is really simple. Make freaking money. <laughs> that's, how, that's why I got yeah. in the business, right? Oh, was yeah, was, was you know, make freaking money. But I think yeah. what we've learned, though, especially from much larger, more successful companies, is that the experience the customer has will give you the ability to make more money. And so you might be able to make more money on that one singular transaction, but you give them an experience and they continue to come back for that experience. And they go out and at the dinner party, they're talking to their friends and they're like, well, what you, would you do this last weekend? Oh my gosh, let me tell you about this amazing company that I went and visited and I just had this amazing experience. I mean, I saw um, a buddy of mine posting one of his reviews the other day and the guy never even bought a car from him. Yeah, Like they didn't even buy a car from him, but the customer had such an amazing experience with that salesperson that, you know, they felt convicted enough to go online and actually put put a review out there from somebody they didn't even buy anything from. Beautiful right? thing. And,
0: and, I don't, and I don't believe that that customer enjoyed that experience that much because the person they were dealing with didn't like where they worked, right? It's so key that that person loves where they are. Yeah. Otherwise, it's going to be on the customer. You know, I I can't tell you how many times that I've heard in dealerships that we've traveled to, you know, the the person that's taking that up saying, oh, we got these traveling guys here and this sucks and I hate that. And I got to work all these hours. Them sitting there pour out their heart of how much they hate their life or their job. And that customer is not getting motivated or excited. Right. I mean, the people at Disney look like they really love being there. And so that it's part of the experience that you get to have when you're the paying customer there that they love being in this magical Hell land. Yeah. I love being in this magical land, right? That, that experience is key, that <laughs> the experience of the employee is conducive to them uh-huh. pouring out a, really a fun-filled excitement no matter whether the person buys or not, you know? And, and that is a key that the culture inside of the dealership or the store or the business, whatever it is, Employees actually like being there and have fun. Otherwise, they can't They can't put that on to anybody else. They will put on whatever they're feeling, you know? I, I, I want to
1: throw another one at you real quick. And um, Frederick, I'll start with you and then Lou, I'll kind of ask you the same. Look, you guys have actually said it a couple times throughout this is the importance of creating a relationship, right? Yeah. Um, and, you know, I've been told that throughout my entire career, right? Relationship selling the relationship you know i always find though early on in my career though the point of creating a relationship was to benefit me um so it wasn't really a relationship it was kind of a you know it's like okay i'll create a you know what i'll get chummy with you and i'll have some fun with you and i'll have some laughs and i'll ask you about your kid's sports team just so you can buy a car from me um you know but Mm -hmm. but if if we, our expectation is that our salespeople do create legitimate relationship with these people, then is those pay plans kind of holding that back? I mean, guys, you you know, as a salesperson, I knew what gross profit was mm. in every single car on my lot. Like I knew, yeah. all right? I knew someone came in looking for a used pickup, and I had 17 used pickups up there. I knew exactly which one I was gonna go out and show them. You know, like come on, let's admit it. You know,
2: Ah, I was gonna admit it.
1: I I was not gonna show them the one that they put in the damn ad because I knew because I knew (laughs) I'm gonna make like 200 bucks on the stupid thing. I'm gonna show them that cream puff that we just took it on trade. You know, that had 2,800 in gross in it. Like I'm, I'm going there. Like that's where I'm going, right? So that doesn't necessarily seem relationship selling when you know i'm the one because of my pay plan i mean it's not my fault it's not the salesperson's fault you know they're doing what they got to do to provide for their family you know they the pay plan says like you're going to make more money on cars that have more profit in it you know why would they not push the customer to that that doesn't seem overly like a great relationship but i want to kind of get your thoughts
2: on this uh frederick i'll start with you and lou i'll ask you the wow. same question man that's a that's a great question actually jason you know and you're right you know when when you're building a relationship with people, um if you're if you're being selfish in it where you just know you could take advantage of it, is that really a relationship? And and that and no, that's not. You're right. You're just all you're doing is you're you're doing the stereotypical, I'm gonna hammer a guy, I'm just gonna push him, you know, make him feel like I like him, and then I'll forget who he is. Um I I totally understand that. What we what I believe is this is that it's a it's a mentality thing. Yes, we all want profit and we all want these things, but at the same time. What we train and what we work on, even with ourselves, is that we don't sell cars anymore. We really don't. When people come to us, we're trying to solve a problem. Whether you sell them, whether you deliver a car, none of that really matters. When they walk in the door, when you're really attentive just saying, hey, what is the actual problem that you're having and what can I do to solve that for you right now? When you really believe that, the relationship will form. So, Whether you're out there trying to put them on a car that you know that you're, you're four grand behind book in that you can make all kinds of money at or one that you're heavy in and you know the difference. At the end of the day, when you're sitting there and you're actually figuring out what they need and then you show them the vehicle, whether it's the one with more profit or not, and you show them the vehicle and, and it has those needs and wants, then you're doing everything you can. You know, we it's it, it is it's it's a huge world in this car business, and there's a lot of ways that you can you can move metal. there's so many different ways and there's so many different types of customers you know I believe there's five different types of customers, but there's but there's those five when they come in, when they sit down, you know you're trying to figure out what they want and what they need. you know what we I've come to find is that there's the intenders and then there's the unintenders. right so when you're coming in somebody's coming on the lot and they're like, "Hey, I only want this type of truck and I got to have it this way That's a little bit that's not the same. As somebody's coming in, hey man, I, I need I need a reliable four-door truck or you know, whatever it is. Those are two different types of clients. You have to be treated completely different. So we as salespeople, we have to still solve that problem. So when you become a problem solver instead of a salesperson, which you still got to be a salesperson in a sense, but you you still gotta just really truly believe, hey, I'm here to solve your problem, and I really love helping people. Let me just help you today no and
1: like Fred, uh, frederick i'm i, I love the fact that you're like let's solve the problem but I'm, I'm gonna push you a little bit on this one man um okay our, if our pay plan is more about me solving my problem because i got that older piece of inventory over there so i mean right like yeah, yeah. I, like, like how do we balance this like i'm with you i want to be there for the customer i'm going to put the customer at the center of it all right but i know on that Older piece of inventory over there. My manager just said there's a three hundred dollar bonus on it. You know, like, <laughs> I, like how do I like how so, like how do I not? You know what I mean? I'm like, it's it's just human nature. I mean, I want to solve the guy's problem, all right? But I can solve the guy's problem and maybe a little bit of my own problem if I go show this one.
2: <laughs> right. Continue, project. No, and, and you're right, you know. But you know, the one thing that overcome that overcomes all this, you know, it, whether you're looking for the gross is volume you know, you, you have to move a lot of, you you move a lot of units, the numbers always work themselves out. Um, so that's why to me, you know, and you're right. You know, if I, if I was on the floor, there's no doubt you tell me I have a bonus on this car. That's the first car I'm going to show everybody that walks on the lot. Right. That's just going to be natural habit. Can't help it. But like you said, to eliminate that where you're just really, truly trying to be for that person, you know, and that person that's in front of you is like, Gosh, you know, it's it's. I'd love that you hit me with this question because it's it's so hard. Because we, I'm a gross guy. I can't help it. I love I love profit, but at the same time, I do love to help people. So, it really comes down to me. Gosh, bless. How do I answer this? It really comes down to somebody when they are in front of me, and I and let's say I'm I'm working the desk, and I have a salesperson come to me, and they're like, "Hey, this customer is looking for this type of vehicle, this type of vehicle, this type of vehicle." Um, The way for pay plans to work out that way is to make sure that they understand that volume is key, that they understand that the more you move, the numbers will average themselves out. So it's not about the car you're selling. And I know that can be hard for somebody like me. I know I'm going to be like, yeah, still cool, cool boss. But which one's the one that makes the most money? Right. Right. Uh, But. (laughs) I don't know. I'm going to pass that look, on to man. No, look, guys, <laughs>
1: this is what I'm asking, right? No, because I love that you asked me that question. I'm trying to legit, think about how I'm going to answer this one. one. It it's a tough one. It's a tough one. I mean, Lou, what, what is, of, what's your thought? I mean, look we, look, we want to create those relationships. We want to, like Frederick was saying, we want to be those problem solvers. We do. You know, does our structure of commission hinder us from that ability? What, what do you think, Lou?
0: Well, uh, the approach that we took with trying to make sure that we stopped having salespeople dance around that car that has been there for 60 days, right? You know, everybody knows that one over there, right? And, and we, were, we partook inside of traveling the nation. And when we showed up, everything was fresh to us. So that old age inventory, there'd be a couple bonuses on. We'll make sure that that gets out of there and it's gone, right? Where the, the guys that are at the dealership knew that car has been there for 120 days. That car had a birthday, you know, all of that stuff birthday yeah but so what we did was we shifted a little bit and we said okay let's take the average Commission across across the entire store everybody's average Commission so of course you have the higher you have the lower that average Commission we took that that bonus or that that spiff and said hey look this is what you're gonna make if you sell this 90 day old unit if there's a 90 day old unit here you're gonna make the average Commission you know whether it's five seven hundred whatever it was for that year you're gonna make that bonus So one, to take away the dance around the car that is depreciating fast, right? And book is dropping off. That was to get that out of there. But the key piece of training was actually trying to make sure that there was an understanding in the shift of a long-term car guy or car gal Mm -hmm. that your actual relationship is going to be what feeds your revenue. So yes, you may go ahead and target that one car. That'll pay you, you know, a grand, shake the hand, make the grand, and move on. But that kind of person, you want all of their friends to come back in. And, and the person that stays on the lot. And is there for two, you know, a year, two years, and they start to see that referral business start really coming in, that repeat business really coming in again. That's crucial. Those are the key seeds that need to be sown at the time that you're in front of them. So, removing the, trying to remove the barrier of, I'm focused on straight commission. No, look at finding out what they want, because if you don't actually find out what they want and what they're trying to achieve and have them completely convinced that you're the right person to help them get that, well, that they're not going to explain that to their friend. They're going to explain to the friend they had this nice car. He sold it really well, said a lot of great things about it, and I bought it, and I got my head beat, Yeah, right? Otherwise, <laughs> they're going to explain, oh, no, he actually was asking me questions. He veered me away from that one car. and. Though that, that might have been the smaller commission on that end, the, the culture of understanding I'm still going to probably see about three, four of their friends in the next couple of months that are going to buy. Understanding that you have to sow those seeds in relationship before mm-hmm. you worry about focusing on what you're going to sell them, I, I which is where the concept of we solve problems, we don't just sell cars, uh, really has has really taken a key because we we have to let the the one that's working to show them the right direction that, look, I'm not here to sell you something. I'm here to help you buy it. And so this is the tools you're giving me. This is the ability you're giving me. And this is the direction I'm going to point you in that building that trust is is awesome because there's still a lot of decision making patterns you have to get off of a customer before they can make that right decision. Right. So you can't do that unless that relationship is built properly. So your your heart has to actually make the shift to say, I actually do want what's best for the customer because if I do what's best for the customer, eventually that customer is going to do what's best for me when a car guy conversation comes up, I want to be the guy that they point to, Hey, I got a guy and he actually cared and listened to what I said. And though I wanted this one car, he shifted me over here, and it actually turned out better for me. Go, go, take, a, go. Well, that, that's
1: that's what a good consultant does. But right. that consultant wasn't trained to do that. That consultant was convicted to do that. That was a, that was a personal thing, that's true. right? That's true. But yeah. here, here's here's what we do in our industry: we we hire superstars, not team members. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, here, here. like who, who's not looking for the next 30 car a month guy or gal, right? <laughs> like yeah. we want superstars. We, we, you know what it is? It's like on this hand, we're like, I want a superstar. And then on this hand, they're like, but team is really important to me. So <laughs> it's like, I want, I want my team, but I also need my superstars. And it's just like, it, it's, it's just a lot of conflict there. Right. Um, I'm going to throw The a great play, thing uh,
0: about great superstars just to, to add in that. To well, they right?
1: should, they should be good close. They should be good team members, right? Exactly. They, 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 they should, should be Michael Jordan's <laughs> that help raise
0: the level of everything. And what I've noticed over the years is that if you keep having and keep focusing so much on that superstar, eventually that star shoots out, right? That star leaves and there goes their 30 cars. You know what I mean? And instead of having it blanketed to where you have a team of horses, that all that all can transition in well, and out and, and, but you know but you're gonna have a guy but you know
2: we're, we're very fortunate you know we have guys like Lou and I and, and the rest of our management team when we do training it's it's real training I mean it's like we really help these guys from from every step of the way we make sure that every step of the sale the process of the sale, the road to the sale is trained thoroughly they understand each one of those steps and why it's it's a feature right. and a benefit when we train them you know hey this is the step one and this is why it's important and let me show you why you know, we do all this stuff to make sure that these guys understand that because like you said, we, the, the pay plans They're you know, they are different all across the nation right now. And I, and I don't, and I honestly, I don't have a disagreement with any of the pay plans. I think that whatever works best for your dealership, whatever process is the way that it works for you guys is the way you should do it. And I think that when it comes to what motivates your people, you know, best, right? right. You, you know how your floor is, you know, how your, your region is, you know, what your market is, what you're selling, who you're selling to, you know? So it really comes down to that. Now, I, I totally agree that things need to change in this business. And I think that's one of the biggest reasons why you're doing the strategy mob right now, just like we're doing our Car Guy Coffee podcast, is that this business, there is maybe 10 to order. 5% of people who are doing it right. And that's, oh, it's yeah, crazy. 100%.
1: It's, and that's, that's why we it, have to have these conversations, you know. Absolutely. I look, they're not fun conversations to have. No, they're you know, not. Like, they do feel that people make make they will make people feel a little uncomfortable around having these conversations but they are but they are important i want to throw one at you guys because i've been consulting a lot with dealerships recently awesome. on this right and, you know, again, what it all came back to when I think of a pay plan, it's like I first have to define what the goal and objective is. And I'll tell you, most of the time when I go into a dealership to help them develop out a pay plan, it, the goal and objective is usually has numbers associated with it. Lots and lots mm. and lots of numbers. And I'm like, mm, let's go back even farther. Like, what is the real goal and objective? You know, what is your, you know, how do you want to be perceived by people out there? What's your goal there. Let's start there. Let's build a pay plan off of that. The numbers oh, will I kind get. of fall along with it. So I have a handful of dealerships and actually I'll, uh, this is interesting because I have a couple of used car dealerships that are doing this where the, the goal has been relationship like that is at the core of everything. They want to create that relationship. So what we ended up doing was we actually took sales the sales person's role and the service advisor role, and we actually molded them together. Mm. So the person you buy the car from, is the same person that you come to get the vehicle serviced from. So wow. you think about that continued development of that relationship, all right? Um, I have a handful of dealerships now that are in almost year one. They've, they've just, I think, around the 10 or 11th month month mark that they've been doing this. And uh, the amount of referrals have already incrementally increased. Because you know you, you create this amazing relationship with the customer You know, in buying one of the largest purchases they're ever going to make. Then I hand them off to you know, uh, Julie in the back who's our service advisor and I never barely see the person again. I mean, maybe maybe every once in a while we run into each other in the service lounge. We're like, oh, hey, how's it going? What's your name again? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I <laughs> sold you. You, know, you sold me that $80,000 car last year and you don't remember <laughs> who the hell I am. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you don't remember my name. <laughs> you don't awesome. remember my you know name know either, right? So like, I, I'm seeing some new unique concepts, right? These people are also paid, they're, they're on payroll. So they get paid a salary because there's a defined expectation as far as what the, um, the relationship and the process should be. I learned from a manager years ago, one of the first managers, actually I learned a lot of bad things from this manager. But one of the, one of the things I did learn that has always stuck with me is that you never manage the people, you manage the process, you let that process manage the people. Okay, mm. that's cool. So then I have to develop on a process that will le- give them the ability to create a legitimate relationship. Mm. And so I've been pushing dealerships, that, but I'd love to kind of get your guys' thoughts. I've never actually talked about this in a podcast. This is kind of fun. Um, but uh, what do you guys think of this hybrid of me taking the sales oh, and service and shoving it together?
2: Um, crazy, man. I, I want to go first because I this yeah, is here's why I want to bring it up. It's genius, Jason, just for one, it's genius. Mm-hmm. Um, I was on... Um, Fixed up mastermind and they had me as a special guest recently and they kind of talked about like they, they brought up service reps and I talked about how they're salespeople and how they how how that the relationships between a service rep and a salesperson needs to become way better because it's it's always been front of the house, back of the house. I don't like them. They always try to make me, you know. But when you can do what you just talked about, when you can make it, wow, I mean, think about that. I mean, that relationship with that customer becomes so much more broad it's not just the sale point and then every time they buy a car or every time they sell something but every time they need an oil change every time they need new tires they need just their you know they want to just have rotation of their tires whatever it is they have a point of contact that was the person they originally bought from that they built a relationship with they built all that trust with to say yes i'm going to do this on the dotted line jason i don't what i mean, i think right that guys? Is, i
1: mean look it, it really does create wow. that car guy car gal right? Yes. It's, it's, yes. My, it's it, it creates that person, awesome. you know, where it's like they're, they're so my car amazing. person. They're just, that's, I love it. that's my who it that's is. My car
2: and you guys are hundred percent right. My brain's going like crazy right now. Just, that, I don't know how I didn't think of that already. I mean, that, well, that is inside, inside
0: of our store. So we have, we're all used and we don't have a, a service, uh, business, right? So we have an entire,
1: Ooh, we better talk about that. then.
0: That takes care of yeah. our, 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 cars, just our cars. We do the maintenance on our cars, do the work on our cars, the oil changes, so on and so forth to put our cars and make them ready, right? But our actual car buying coaches are the stewards of whatever has to happen that we're agreeing to do after the fact. Yeah. After that, for the most part, customers on their own, we tell them, hey, go build a relationship with an Nissan dealer, with a Ford store, go build that relationship with them. That's we how encourage we them, them to go yeah. do that, right? Uh, so I believe that 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 right there, that whole concept, is exactly what a that's customer the future, wants. Jason, that's in the future man. guy, right? Because they say, "Hey, hey, this is what's going on in my car. I have no idea what you're talking about. I just do the paperwork."
1: You know what I mean? Yeah, it reminds, that reminds me of, remember those uh, old uh, Badger commercials? Uh, <laughs> and the guy's like, uh, and they're, they're in the service lounge, and they're like, do you know when my car is going to be ready? He's like, mm, I don't work on cars, I sell cars. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I love that Badger, exactly.
0: always with his little cup.
1: <laughs> but, but, it, but it does. it. I find the relationship um, in the service and the sales, the cool thing is that, you know, they might get to the point where like, look, the guy's had the car for a few years. You know, the, the, the brake job is going to have to get done. They're going to need a new set of tires, you know, but they can have that legitimate conversation, that real conversation of like, Hey, Mr. Customer, you know, we've been working together for a while. This is what this thing's going to look like. Maybe we should trade this bad boy in and get another one, but they feel confident. that They can have that because they know the history of the car. They've been in there for service parts. Guys, you should see the increase in parts and accessory sales because Actually, you know when, when you need when, when you need floor mats who you call call your car guy right. or guy you know if you oh, if yeah. you, if you need a set of winter tires you call and you call on you your car guy your car if guy if your right? friend needs it i mean that's a, that's I'm, what it I'm, is we're
0: thinking of how many other I mean, ways this builds the, the new i mean imagine like
2: even people who just come in for service how you can start building a relationship with them to be able to move a unit mm-hmm. it's genius i mean i'm telling you i already my mind's going crazy with this right now jason i'm only thinking of the the concept of time the dual job that, that but that if would but if you but if you're paying them on both sides of the That's house right. there, you are getting paid on both they're, sides they're, of the they're house. Not, they're not going to really miss so much they're going to they're going to and you they may find that they're better at service at that type of stuff which in turn it's gonna i, I like that you, you know, know i i, I, think I, that I
1: found funny. that what it has it's, it's actually turned into better uh car guys and gals yes. because Absolutely. um right. they're intimate on the service side now their knowledge of the service side in their presentation in the sale of the vehicle is just insanely stronger. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just Way like, and, and I'll tell you this, um, their closing rates higher. Um, the customer confidence is just higher, right? When you're able to look a customer in the face and say, look, you buy this car, it's you, it's me for the next five years, baby. Right. Like, <laughs> and beyond, right? You, you, you got, you, you need anything. You got any questions actually- on this. I'm the person you call not, 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 let me, let me, not, not let me spend, you know, uh, three, four, five, maybe 10 or 12 hours in building this relationship. So you can buy one largest purchases and then hand you off to somebody else. Let me keep that in there. You know what it is, is, is I think dealerships uh, during this pandemic, and I'm hoping that this, this snowball change continues is that they're beginning to realize that this whole silo mentality has Mm -hmm. to stop. It like does. it's not good a for us as operations. I actually think it's le- less less efficient, and it's not great for the customer. You know, the customer has to deal with almost four different people before they make a freaking purchase. That's
0: crazy. And
1: then and then and then it gets handed off to somebody else. I got to talk to the BDC person. I got to talk to the sales person. I got to talk to the sales manager. I got to talk to the F and I manager. And I know a lot of people out there have already combined sales and F and I, uh, which I'm still I'm all for on that one as well. You know, I think it, you know you know what it was is. The cool thing is that the hours of that salesperson, because they have their, their relationship managers now, real relationship sure. managers. See, we've used yes, that term sure. in the past before, right? But we kind of like, yeah, nah, no, you're not really. Yeah. You're, you're, here to, sounds good. you're here to <laughs> manage a relationship for about four or five hours during a transaction. Then you, you toss it off. Um, but now they really become relationship managers. And the cool thing is we can pay them to be relationship managers, right? right. So they can fork it focus on their portfolio a, uh, and simple. um the reason i i went for this and i pushed for this is like i'm not sure you guys remember this too when you first started in the business there was always that old guy in the back that had his rolodex but only showed up to work like three days a week you know you know which one i'm talking yeah. about right oh, yeah. like the, the, he was golfing two or three days and then came in and still managed to sell 20 cars a month i was like well how the hell i want to be that guy right yes but What that guy did is he spent years creating relationships, real legitimate relationships, right? And I just figured, you know, we have a hard time doing that. You you know, um, Frederick, you were talking about earlier, new people coming in. Yep. to the business you know i mean do they really think they're going to invest 10 15 years to create a relationship so they get to that point where they're like that older guy who can go you know golfing for two or three days you know
2: no no, they're not they're not you know but here's what's neat about today's world you know when we all came in the, the, the internet social media was basically non-existent it's so powerful now um you can really in a year's time if you if, even if you just average 10 to 15 a month In a year's time with that many clients and you put every one of them with a testimonial online, you put every one of them and you give them a thank you video right back. You do, you put your, you put pictures of them. You do everything you can. You send birthday notifications through social media. You do all this stuff on this one free tool that you have or multiple free tools. It can really help you build that relationship quick. Not to mention all the people who are going to see those feeds of all those testimonials and they might see their friend and they don't even need to be told. They, they, they see that their buddy bought it hard. Because they were, you know, hey, look, John bought a car yesterday. Oh, he bought it from Fred, the subprime hero. Oh, my God. He had a great time. And I know he was struggling looking for a car. Mm -hmm. Man, I am, too. If he could buy one, I should be able to buy one. I've been working at that job longer than him. So on and so forth. So that is the power of today, if you do it right. But the problem is, we talked about it a moment ago, 5 to 10% of people do it right. The rest of them, they do it once, and then it didn't work, and they quit doing it. And, you know, so they just... Go, keep doing it the wrong way and they keep going and they just hope and they float by and they make it happen. They just keep at their eight cars a month and they think that it's going to be fine when they could build that eight cars just by 10 minutes extra work per deal. That's it. Just like that. You could really build it up really big. I have a few guys that work for us, you know, team members that are really getting big on social media and some of my other team members are starting to follow suit because these guys are to that point. I have one guy been in the business right at about a year, another one, three years they teamed up to, call, to form the dream team. These two guys are using social media so deep right now that they are They don't really make a lot of their ups are just coming in. People are seeing them online. They're like, asking, Hey, I want to see the dream team. I want to come in and visit with them. They look like a lot of fun. They, you know, they do a lot of stuff that just no one else is doing. And so that is what's what separates. And that's a way to build relationships fast. Now, now that still takes work though. It takes work, a lot of work, but I believe what you're talking about being able to turn a sales consultant in a service department, rep into one, molding it into one and building, being able to build relationships in multitude of different ways, not just from the sales side, but also from the service side, but then there's sales and service too. So there's so many things. Thus is why a good salesperson would crush it in service and then a good service rep will crush it in sales. So it's good to be able to and it relieves that tension between the. I two love cars. it, man. I don't know why I'm going I'm to be talking about it at work. I'm, gonna, I'm. I really, I really love the idea,
1: Jason. Well, I mean, I guys, think, think about it. This for a franchise dealership out there, right? You Dude. know, um, look, you know, they, they're complaining like crazy how there's no one coming in through the door, yet service did 1,200 CP work orders last month. <laughs> like,
2: there's what the, opportunity are you talking
1: yeah. about? I mean, people <laughs> are coming through the door. You're just staring at the wrong damn door. door. Exactly. Um, <laughs>
2: That's right <laughs> there's no doubt. That's gonna be the you clip know?
1: right there. We're just gonna that's gonna be my cut clip right there. <laughs> uh, that,
2: that needs to be the clip. that's a great because it's so true, Jason. I honestly believe that you are on something really big here. I think that as time will tell and I think when you see it another year in, you're gonna it's gonna be probably the thing now, I'm gonna and whatever I could do to help talk about yeah. this for you, I will push it I'll Absolutely. keep and obviously I'll give you full credit all the time for that because that is no it's it's a great idea, and I definitely think that people need to be more open to that matter of fact. Next week, when I'm on the, um, do you deal with Fix Up David Foy and all them at all?
1: Hey, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I know David. We've we've, yeah, we've yeah. been connected for a long time.
2: Oh man, you need to get up on. You <laughs> need to go on Tuesday nights. They do a a, a mastermind thing. You need to get on there and, and talk to them about that. That would blow their minds. They would just be like, <laughs> just like I am right now. I'll reach I'll reach
1: out to David. I'll throw him a little curveball. I'm like, all right, man, here you go. What do you think of this? Um, you should yeah, <laughs> it's a great
2: it's a great idea, Jason. Well, great look,
1: idea. that's that's about maintaining right our employees and i know we're getting toward the telling of our time but i you guys had mentioned something earlier um in our conversation and i wanted to bring it back up because i think it's so incredibly important especially right now is bringing in new talent Mm. And, and and look for us right uh promises and guarantees of six-figure incomes and and you know all money 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 i mean like i remember my first manager used to walk around with a roll of 100 dollars bills in his pocket and it was literally my goal and objective every single day i went in there to take as many of those out of his pocket as i possibly could right um but that that's what motivated us like we're, we're motivated by that i'm like Six figure income, I'm oh, in. Let's do this, right? Yes. Working ten hours a day, every single day. I had no beef with that. Right. Like, then then I got married. Then I <laughs> then I had three kids. Um like you know, like that that's not easy, you know? And so so I'm looking for, you know, a a, a population of people out there that are looking for a new career because maybe they got laid off all right but they got families so there's one section there's that one group of people right there then you know a whole nother group of people that just finished their schooling and all these companies are not hiring right now all right or they got promised an internship or they got promised something and everyone had to Take it back from them. I think there's a whole pool of new talent out there, but how do we attract that? I'd love to get your thoughts on this. Lou, I'll start with you and then Frederick will ask you the same question.
0: I think that to really make sure that you uh, give them the understanding that there's something to be sought after in this business is that you you let them know the benefits of what it is that that you've had, right? whether it's the homes, the cars, the vacays, Uh, but then you also explain to them, again, I'm going to keep coming back to the relationship, the way that your relationship is with your home, with your wife. Um, If you don't have a, a marriage or a relationship with your children that anybody wants to emulate, well, nobody's going to want to emulate it, right? Nobody's going to want to do that because when they leave the dealership, they got to go home to that. And that's what they want to be healthy because if that's not healthy, you're going to find that it's going to trickle into the store. So being able to show them, hey, this is, the, this is the great parts of it, as we always do, right? We're always going to highlight the great parts, but then have a good, honest understanding of now these are going to be the parts where it, you're going to feel a bit of pain. You're going to feel a little bit of, uh, of, of tension inside of your growth. And I'm going to tell you now, after I explained to you how to do this, and I explained to you the second time, and you don't do it, I'm telling you. I'm going, you're not going to like the cut that comes onto you, right? You're not going to like that wheel of of, of fabrication that creates the sharp sword, right? You're not going to like that being put on you, but it's going to come. Giving them the understanding that there's a great potential uh, to, to do really great things here, but it's going to take sacrifice. It's going to take you sowing those seeds, but the benefits are going to far outweigh what you poured into it, but that it is not just that it's easy to be successful if you do the hard things right. And if if you do those things, which is, again, building that relationship, you're, I want you to go home and go to your kid's game. We yes. want you to get out of here and go make sure you take your wife out for her birthday. You don't belong with that customer. As a matter of fact, hand that up over, go get out there and go do that, and show them that you care more about them succeeding in life rather than just succeeding on the sale board. Right, making sure that that, un- that understanding gets to them will one not just get people to to do the job very well, but do but give you people around you that you enjoy being around and that you enjoy celebrating with. We just had a guy had a uh, had his uh, his first daughter was oh, born, yeah. and that's a big celebration for all of us, right? That's part of the family, and we're excited about that. And I, I gave him way too much time. I said, hey. Take a couple weeks, take three weeks, take whatever. And he's like, whoa, whoa hold on. I, I got to come back before. I got to make money. Like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> I gotta but, letting him know that I was behind him <laughs> to, to do that. That's not something that we were given. You know, I was scared to take my lunch. Oh, right? Oh. I was I, I didn't want to take my day off. You go, and, and that kind of tension it. was always back at home. It always made it back home. Yeah, yeah, I may I may have outsold everybody today, but I'm losing over here with the people that are important to me, and I can't keep throwing money at them. I need to actually be there. I need to be at at the graduation for my my, my kid that's graduating sixth grade. You know, whatever it is, we need to physically be there for that. So convincing people coming in that because right now everybody's used to being home, right? A lot of people are used to being home for way too much time, right? telling them listen you don't have to sacrifice that if you actually put in the time here because let's be honest everybody yes. car guys car gals you might be there for eight ten hours a day you're probably only working two yeah really working somebody oh, not yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. We, right. we, we could do a whole podcast just on that topic right. right we, we definitely so,
0: <laughs> that's all right
2: jason you're right so
0: letting them understand that look if you come here and you pour in your best effort into this little bit of window you're going to be successful you're gonna have plenty of people in front of you and you can actually have that time at home which i want you to have and give them the incentive of time because that's the one thing they can't i can't multiply Instead right i time. can just say here's it's your time," asset. and you're gonna have the money you're gonna have the time to spend your money right yeah so we can give it, you all the time but if you're not back, making money what's
2: the time worth right so that's and Lou's right to touch on his point there is that it really comes down to that it's about the way you build that up Now we talked about relationships earlier with your clients, but the same thing as a management team, you have to build relationships with your team. You have to understand what drives each person that you're dealing with on that floor because everybody's different. Like we talked about earlier, we're all about that six figures. We're all about, I'll put the hours in. I don't care. I need to do this, but there's a lot of people that it's not about the six figures to them. It's about just paying their bills and just being able to live and be able to have a few extra dollars to buy their pack of smokes or whatever that they need. Right. They just, they're happy with that. Now, We don't really want that in the car business. You want people who want more, but you also understand that there's still good salespeople out there that are okay with not having a lot of money. That Just because you don't want a lot of money doesn't mean you can't be a good sales rep, a good car buying coach, or a problem-solving person, right? You can still do those things extremely well. You're just not motivated by money. So the time thing becomes important. But but that's when it comes down to is... If you do and you trust the process of your job and, you're, and your boss and you know you're in a good place and you're doing it and you do this every single day, you will be able to afford that time. You will be able to have that extra time with your family. You will be able to do this. And not only that, when you have that extra time with your family, guilt-free extra time with your family, right. you're going to have that extra cash in your pocket to be able to go to the lake and we'll go riding on boats or you know, go to Disney World whenever you, you know, for the first time with your kids or whatever it you want to do you'll be able to do that, but it takes work. You can't expect to put no work in huh. and not, and, and be able to take time off and be able to have extra money in your pocket. And that's something when we're hiring new people, you kind of talk about that. Listen, man, you like anything else in life. Cause I, you know, it's kind of like life coaching in a sense. If anything else in life, you get what you put in. Right. If you come in here and you expect to just sit down at your desk and do the very minimal, you're going to get the very minimal and everything. But if you come in here every day, not just for a week, not just for two weeks, but for 90 days straight and you work your butt off for 90 days, your first 90 days at my store, I promise you at the end of that, if you do it, you're going to make more money than you've ever made. And you're also going to have wait, You're going to build that. We're gonna, you're going to earn that time off. And there's nothing better than earning that. You know, it's I always tell the guys, you sell 20 cars a month. You write your own schedule. Fact. Mm-hmm. Until you stop selling 20 cars a month, right? But you really can write your own schedule and it takes and it doesn't take long to get to 20 cars. I've seen guys do it in their first month because they came in and they did our process and they truly believed it. I've seen guys who took a year before they got their brain right and they got their they got their life together and they understand the process, right? It just all depends on each individual.
1: And I think that well, and then you're right. It is about each individual. individual. And and I think that's really what we're talking about. It's like if you want to attract new talent here. Right, um, you know, to both of you guys' points, right you, you need to know the individual. um, Absolutely. I, um at my dealership, I, uh, every single person's bonus was different because it was based on whatever the hell their goal and objective was. I had someone who was going to be having a, a child, and they were about six months out, and um, they wanted to take off time. I said, "All right, how about how would you like to take two months off?" <sighs> looked at me like, "Holy crap, I can't afford that." I said, "Yeah, you can." Right. All right. Here's the deal. All right. Here's what, here's what the number I need you to hit at is. All right. You hit that. You're going to get a bonus. <clears throat> We're going to bank that bonus and I'm going to match that bonus. All right. And at the end of the six months, you're going to have enough money to take two months off. In fact, actually at the end of the six months, he had enough money to take four months off. But that was customized for him as an individual. I remember I had another young gentleman in there and I said, and I always push. I really push. Like, why do you want to work? Like, what are you doing this for? Right? Mm-hmm. And I kept getting the bullshit answer. You know, you know, the resume and, you know, the typical interview answer. It's like, I do this. No, 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 no. Why are you really doing this? Okay. tells me straight up, I want a jet ski. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> like, he's he's wanna- like, I want a jet ski. Like, he's like, he, want, he had a, he got a truck. He wanted a jet ski. He needed, he needed to work in the jet ski. I said, all right, sweet. All right. Um, same thing we're gonna bonus you off we're gonna put that aside we're gonna get you the jet ski and you know he was probably six months away from getting the jet ski he did it in four. um I mean. you know but 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 that's that's no, not me just taking the time just to kind of just throw everything out there and just treat everybody the same everyone's different everyone needs a path like when i was doing uh subprime or special financing or non-prime or whatever the hell you want to call it all right um sure. My whole concept was about getting someone from, from where they were to prime. It was that path, yes. and that's where I learned at that point in time when I was doing that as an F and I manager. That when I started managing people, that's what everybody wanted. They wanted a path. They wanted a direction. Mm-hmm. All right, they they wanted, they had goals and they needed to know how to get to it. You know, I remember when I had my dealership, I had a, a young gentleman come in and interview for the um, lot attendant position. All right, asked him what he wanted to. Do? He said, I want to own my own dealership. I'm like, okay, (laughs) let's. Pretty damn strong. That's pretty damn strong. But you know what, though? I think I spent more time in that interview, you know, writing out the path that he would have to take, or at least some of my thoughts and opinions of what that path would take. All right, that guy. Was was amazing, Uh, best lot attendant I ever had because he knew he was working towards something. Right, he became a salesperson nine months into it. Twenty four months after that, he became an F and I manager. And Mm -hmm. you know, I got an email. uh, Actually, no, he DM'd me. And now this is eight years later, and he's a general manager of a dealership. Um, And I'm like, wow, you're you're
2: part of that path, man. You know, and and not to cut you off, Lou and I talk about legacy a lot. And that's part of your legacy. I mean, you really helped this guy. And, you, and whether whether you get praised for that or not, you're the one who showed him the path to, to prosperous life, right? Where he wanted to be. And because you did that, it made it make sense. You know, it's like we talk about when we t- when you're talking to a customer, when you explain your process, you have to be able to explain it and not only explain it, but explain it to a point where it's easy for them to understand. You can't make it overcomplicated. And when you did that for him, it probably went from a lot of tendons He's like, I want to own a dealership. But to him, it was like, Man, who knows how to do that, but I want to. Then you just broke down a few easy steps for him. You do this, you do this, you do this. And one day, that is something you're, and he's, I mean, general manager. He's, that's the next step. And he's right there. So amazing, man. It was actually, it was
1: actually pretty cool because he actually hired us to handle the marketing for his dealership. So (laughs) I thought it was hilarious. You put that seat in early, He he reached out to me and he was like, Hey, it's Chris. Do you remember me? I'm like, Chris. And I said, Wait, little Chris? (laughs) What's <laughs> <Like, laughs> because the guy was scrawny. he he he, he, up. he filled out he built out up. yeah, yeah he built out a bit in, about, in, the, yeah. in the last eight nine years um well, jason
0: what i think you did there was that you you took the person that was where they wanted to be you had them highlight excuse me you took the person who was who they were you had them see who it was they wanted to be say it verbalize it express it mm. and you showed them that there's a tool and there's a path to get there and had them actually believe that it was possible, right? And because you were able to make that transition and that he's able to go through that path. And many others, I'm sure you have plenty of others that have actually been able to grow and go where it is that they wanted to go. But they probably understood that, look, this could take 20 years to achieve, this could take 10 years to achieve, you know, whatever the plan was, but you had them understand the same thing that our guys have to realize every day, that it's really not how much time you spend working it's how much work you put into your time. Mm. And when, when you did that, he believed and he understood. And then he saw measurable steps. Like we'll have guys that have never taken I know I never took a real vacation, right? Until I was in the car business and starting to see money. But I also didn't know how to do it right. I had to see other people do it right. And then I learned how to do it. So there's some guys that come into the car business that will incentivize, hey, uh, this week, you know, most appointments said is going to get a, a vacation. You guys, we're going to send you to here. We'll do it all up yeah, right. And now to they taste that they can taste. And because they taste, they see, right. They it's see good the goodness. Yeah. And once they, then a like, man, well, I got to, I got to, my wife wants to do that again, you know, and, and well, you guys are going to do another spiff. No, you can sell three, four more cars. You're, you're going to be able to do that yourself. And they they start to understand that whether it's giving them the gift card uh, bonus for the for the the Ruth Steakhouse, you know, Ruth's Chris, uh, whether or not it's them tasting different levels of success that they haven't yet known that then gets them to understand there is more. And if I do really focus, hone in on while I'm at work, I need to be working, which is the biggest distraction for car guys, I believe, is that they get they can get away with not working, just being there. Uh, and it. And that's what has made us successful. If I'm going to be at work, I'm, a work. I'm not going to be with the people that I prefer to be with. I'm going to be doing something that benefits them. Now that is a mindset. That's a heart adjustment. You know, that's a, that. That not everybody's the same way. Some people, man, I, I made man, I had a big check this week, and you know, everybody will have that lay down. I'm going to lay down. I'm you good. Know? Yeah, I'm good. But but the 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 difference between people that will jump up or those that are going to succeed uh, by way of understanding that I only have this much time. And I can pour a lot of work into this time, and then I will gain all of this other time later. You know what I mean? And that 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 that's a concept that does need to shift. But the generation that's coming behind us right now is is starting to see that uh, there's a lot a lot going on here at the same time. I only know how to deal with people like this. So now, getting giving them that concept of okay, we'll take that magical tool you have. And you can exponentially grow your prospecting Mm. in this business where before we had to physically go meet people. We had to physically touch people. We had to physically be on the phone with them where if you can get one person to share their experience with you, they're going to reach hundreds, maybe thousands of people. And you didn't lift a finger except Ask them for the review. Ask them.
1: No, to look, it, it, it's, it's about finding out that path. And that's kind of really, for the most part, guys, what this entire podcast has really been about is, look, for any dealerships out there that are watching and listening right now, um, you want to make more money, all right? Then you need happy employees. Happy employees oh, yes. make happy customers. Look, we all Go agree. On. No, i Go never on. run into okay. anybody that disagree with me. In fact, if you do, please DM me. I got some four letter words for you. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, I got a few too. DM. Which me. We've done a great job. <laughs> yeah, I haven't heard them flying, <laughs> <Yeah>. Right. <laughs> but but no, when we put when we put our pay structure, all right, in front of the customer, meaning that you know the the the, the pay structure is more important than the customer, then we got issues. And I think right now what it is is we got to go customer first, pay, pay structure second, all right? And that pay structure needs to be making your staff happy. If right now you're, you're at a dealership right now and your pay structure is making about three or four of your people happy, you got problems. All right, right. every single person on your staff need to be happy, all right? Not one pay structure is the same for everybody. If you need to customize something, we just got done talking about that, right? Customize it to each individual. Happy staff make happy customers. Happy customers make better profitability. Hey guys, I know it's uh, the tail end of our time today. But, you know, before we go, all right, for everyone that's watching and listening right now and would love to connect with you guys and kind of follow along with your journey and your content, content's amazing, guys, you gotta check it out. uh, What is the best way to do so?
0: Well, you can go to carguycoffee.com and you can also search us out on any social media platform, Car Guy Coffee Podcast, Car Guy Coffee, Car Guy Cafe. Uh, You type
2: it in anywhere, you're gonna run into us. Uh, No, no doubt. find Lou Ramirez, the car guy, and I'm Fred Lennarce, subprime hero, and you'll find me everywhere from LinkedIn to Twitter. I mean, I'm, I'm everywhere. We're even on TikTok, so check it out. <laughs> <laughs> we get down on that thing a little bit. But awesome. I, I haven't that checked
1: out. that out, but I'm going to check that out because I want to see you you want a get cool
2: down. mug,
0: you can go to carguycoffee.store. And I mean you can you can reach us anywhere you write car guy coffee, you're gonna you're gonna run into something that's no awesome. doubt.
1: Awesome. It's coffee's
2: for closers, folks. That's right. That's coffee is right. for
1: closers. If you're in the States, you get your coffee from Lou and Fred. And if you're in Canada, you're getting your coffee from Strategy That's right. <laughs> there you <go>. That's right. <laughs> hey guys, thank you so much for taking the time to jam with me today. Thank this you. has we been a ton it. of fun. You guys have yourself an amazing day. You too, man. We thank appreciate you. you.
2: Appreciate you. Thanks for tuning in to the Strategy Mob podcast with your host, Jason Harris. Don't want to miss new content? Be sure to sign up to be a mobster at strategymob.com to stay in the know.
1: Remember to like, comment, and subscribe. Happy podcasting.